Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. James lets it fly. Oh, yeah! A three from LeBron! Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst for the Yes Network, and today is February 1st. Wednesday, and from our fabulous core group of NBA.com writers, I am joined by Mark Medina. Mark, it is tremendous to have you back on. Uh, we got a lot to get into. We're, we're going to talk about the All-Star Reserves a little later on in the show, um, which will be announced tomorrow on Thursday on TNT's Inside the NBA. Uh, but first, let's get into LeBron. I know you see him all the time. I know you've been tracking him. Of course, the, the tracking that we have been on is is his chase for Kareem's all-time scoring record. But last night, uh, a big win at New York, at the Garden, 129-123 um, in overtime against the New York Knicks. LeBron has his first triple-double of the season. That included 11 assists, and with that, he moved to fourth um, in all-time assists. Past Steve Nash, who was fourth. He actually passed Mark Jackson as well, who was fifth um, with all of that. We're, we're talking about points, talking about scoring. That's obviously just a part of what LeBron is with his game. Get into assists specifically. LeBron goes behind the back with it, drives in. Bryant with a man's jam. Not just throughout the course of his career, but when you watch him, watch the way he facilitates, what has stood out to you most about that aspect of his game? 
Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, LeBron James does so many great things on the court, but what he's most known for is making the right pass. And, you know, I think what makes him distinguishable is, you know, he has the mindset first off of it's always about finding the person for the open look. I mean, I remember talking to him a few years ago and he was saying that this really traces back in his first rec league basketball team with the Summit Lake <laughs> Community Center Hornets. Wow! Shout out to uh, Coach Frank Walker, who had told him that it's a much greater reward seeing some of your teammates that can't dribble or can't score for themselves for you to get them an open look. And he has said that since then, you know, uh, since playing in Akron at St. Vincent High School and then playing the NBA, it's been about that mindset. And I think it was very fitting as we're talking about, you know, him climbing up to surpass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for number one all-time in the all-time scoring list, just 89 points away, that he's still making history with other records worth eclipsing Steve Nash and Mark Jackson for fourth place on the all-time assist list. And I think specifically with the all-time assist list, um, there's an expectation that he's not done yet. I don't think anyone thinks that he's going to be John Stockton because that's a lot of separation. Stockton has 15,806 assists. LeBron currently has 10,338. But I did a story a few years ago with USA Today about just his trajectory. And I talked with Jason Kidd at the time. He was a Lakers assistant coach, now with the Dallas Mavericks. He's number two on the list. And he predicted that at some point LeBron would surpass him for number two. Chris Paul's at number three. I talked with him as well. And he predicted that LeBron would either, you know, eclipse Jason or eclipse uh, himself. And so, uh, yeah, he's he's got some basketball left to keep climbing that chart. Yeah, do you think there's any, you mentioned that, his friend, uh, Chris Ball, who you know he's he's close with. What do you think the, the dynamic is like for that? And do you think there's any extra, I don't know if satisfaction is the right word, but but someone, um, you can mention Jason Kidd as well. Obviously, LeBron and he were teammates um, throughout the course of their Olympic uh, days. And Jason Kidd is an assistant with the Lakers, um, uh, coaching LeBron t- with that championship win that they had, but uh, but with Chris Paul, what do you what do you think that's like between the two of those guys? Yeah, well, look, I know that LeBron James is really competitive. I know that Chris Paul is competitive, but for what it's worth, LeBron has been adamant that when you know they're among the banana boat buddies or just talking and, and all that, that they've never brought up individual accomplishments or bragged about you know that LeBron has championships and CP hasn't. Uh, he said it's about a friendship, but I, no doubt I would uh, I would suspect that that record means a lot. And as much as Chris Paul would be happy for LeBron for saying a milestone, uh, I think secretly he'd he'd obviously wish that he was higher. I know that Chris Paul has told me over the years that it, it was his goal entering the league to beat John Stockton's record, and he conceded. It's just not in the cards because the separation's so long, and Chris, as brilliant as he's been as a player. He had suffered different injuries throughout his career. Um, So, yeah, I don't think that there will be any explicit trash talking. Lots of love, but knowing their competitive drive, I'm sure that, you know, one man's satisfaction will be at the expense of another. It is all impressive. It's all impressive. And uh, we have been lucky to continue to watch all of it. Back, though, to LeBron, the scoring record. You mentioned it 89 points away. The Lakers will play at New Orleans on February 4th. They will play then two games at home in L.A. against Oklahoma City on the 7th, against Milwaukee on the 9th, and then they head to Golden State um, 
on the 11th. When you start to track this, you know, kind of put down the numbers where he's at. LeBron been averaging over 30 points per game, but it, it seems like much more than that as of late. Where do you kind of look and pinpoint that this may be the game and this may be the right time or or the good setting um, that would make that moment, make that memory um, at its peak? Yeah, well, it just seems too poetic and too perfect, but the, the numbers suggest that LeBron James will surpass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the all-time scoring list when they play the Milwaukee Bucks on Thursday, February 9th. And that's, I think, going to bring a lot of things full circle. One, it's in L.A., so the Laker fans can't enjoy that milestone. Kareem obviously played for Milwaukee at the beginning of his career before eventually requesting a trade that brought him to the Lakers. Um, Obviously, the Milwaukee Bucks are... Uh, one of the powerhouses in the Eastern Conference, and there's always been some competitiveness between LeBron and Giannis Antetokounmpo, partly because of the MVP race, partly because uh, they're two really great players. Um, and so I think it's telling, on one hand, LeBron James has said in the past, look, like the, the, the main goal is obviously to try to help the Lakers win games, and they've needed them sorely because they're so far uh, below in the standings at 13th and trying to scratch and claw their way into a play-in spot or maybe even a playoff contention spot. Uh, but he did concede the fact in recent weeks that it would mean a lot more if he was able to do this milestone in LA. I know that from reading the write-ups from some of the Laker beat writers uh, after the Laker game against the Knicks in which they prevailed in overtime, he was talking in the locker room doing number crunching, just like we're doing number crunching of when he's <laughs> most likely going to get the milestone. And uh, apparently his mother, Gloria, was planning to have a week-long trip to the Bahamas. And so he called, LeBron called his mom and told her, hey, you need to make uh, some, some change in your itinerary so you can see this game. So my hunch is uh, if she hasn't already done so, she will book a uh, plane ticket out west in L.A. to to see LeBron make history once again. The the Bahamas will always be there, and L.A. is not <laughs> a bad place to be. Last thing, uh, Mark, before we, we take a break, you, you mentioned the Lakers scratching and clawing. It, it's deceiving, though. They're sitting in 13th place, but they're just three games back of fifth place Golden State. They're only four games back of fourth play, fourth place uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. They're still, it's so bunched up in the middle of the West with some runway. You get Anthony Davis back. What are the, you got the trade deadline coming up, which, you know, a lot of speculation of what could happen across the league. What are the odds that you think the Lakers end up and wind up um, with a, a playoff positioning when all is said and done? Yeah, well, everything's so fluid, and I think that the same themes through almost the first half of the season are going to prevail for the second half of the season, where the Lakers are typical of any team that's been barely or below 500. Every game is winnable, but also every game is losable. Every game uh, can come down to final possessions, and then it's just a matter of uh, can they make plays and avoid uh, costly mistakes. Lately, before the Lakers game against the Knicks, they're on the losing side of that, where they would come up close, their competitiveness was never in question, but... Uh, they, You're they bringing would, up Boston again, huh? Yeah, they, they would make some, <laughs> uh, you know, make make some bad uh, choices, or they would, you know, obviously leave themselves vulnerable to uh, calls that may not go their way, and, you know, I think it's the old adage that Doc Rivers has said over the years that, you know, a good team never leaves 
the game's outcome in the hands uh, of the whistles because it's always contested. It's always competitive. There's the human side of that. And so you want to leave yourself cushion that, you know, you're controlling the outcome, right? Um, and so with the Lakers, I think that, you know, you never want to bet against LeBron, but uh, especially with what he's shown even in his 20th season. But the record is what it is. They're 24 and 28, 13th place. There is a, a an avenue for them to get to the play-in tournament, but it's going to hinge on them making sure that they make up ground and having significant winning streaks as well as the teams in front of them losing. If I had to predict, I don't think that they make a playoff spot one through six because that's just a lot of games that they would have to make up ground, but I could see them being a play-in team without that home court advantage. That would require them to win two games uh, to make the playoffs, but if you have a healthy LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you certainly have a shot. James to the rim, finishes with a left hand. But I think the, the disconcerting part about the Lakers is that's always an unknown. Uh, when they're healthy, you know that they're going to play well, but you just haven't known when either player, most notably Anthony Davis, will be available. But since he's just come off a, that prolonged injury, there is some internal hope that they can finally get the season back on track. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, and speaking of that, uh, another thing fun to watch and uh, keep track on is the All-Star Game, February 19th, and the All-Star Reserves, which will be announced tomorrow. Uh, but Mark, after this break, we're going to hear who your picks are for the All-Star Reserves. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. 
But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back to NBA Pulse. Sarah Kustak joined by NBA.com senior writer Mark Medina. And Mark, fun time of year for some of us to watch and for others to have to crunch the numbers and make tough, tough decisions. You being one of those voters uh, for the All-Star the All-Star game. Uh, of course, the All-Star starters um, were already announced. And fans make up 50% of that vote. Media, 25%. Players, 25%. And in the West, it's LeBron James as captain, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, and Zion Williamson. In the East, Giannis Adetokounmpo is the captain of that team, along with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum, and Donovan Mitchell. So now the tough part, the all-star reserves of which uh, the NBA coaches will select remaining seven um, from each conference, two guards, three front court players, two wild cards on each team. So I am curious, your thoughts. Let's start in the Eastern Conference. And of course, these will be announced tomorrow on TNT uh, inside the inside the NBA um, Eastern Conference, who who would you pick for those seven other players um, to join the Eastern Conference All Star team? Yeah, with both the East and the West, it, it was uh, it started off easy, then start off difficult. So with the East, <laughs> I'll start off with the easy choices. You know, these players were ones that had a case to be starters, so they're certainly going to get in as reserves. That's Joel Embiid from the Philadelphia 76ers, Jalen Brown with the Boston Celtics. So they're definitely shoe-ins. Um, I, I put James Harden in as well with the Philadelphia 76ers, even though he missed 16 games with injuries. The Sixers have been on a tear recently. He is. Uh, you know, still doing his thing as being a really great playmaker and complimenting Joel Embiid well. And then after that, there's just a lot of gray area because historically, coaches do like to reward players that are on winning teams. But I know that there are some coaches that don't want to discount a player's really terrific performance and almost using the inverse principle of the theory of, okay, if we remove that player, how much worse would that team be? And so I think with that, I look at guys like Bam Adebayo, uh, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Halliburton, Pascal Siakam. I think with Bam, you know, he's been, uh, I think, still in the conversation for making all defensive first team, maybe even DPOY. He's had an expanded scoring role, both when Jimmy Butler has been in and out of the lineup. Um, And then Jalen Brunson. I mean, he has been a feel-good story with the Knicks. There's all this talk, hey, does he deserve that max contract? He certainly does, and he's been a great leader with the Knicks, uh, and they've been on a tear lately. 
Brunson, nice crossover, gets inside, counted and a foul. What a sweet move from Jalen Brunson. The last two candidates were really tough because Pascal Siakam and Tyrese Halliburton, they're having brilliant seasons, but their teams aren't necessarily among the playoff contenders. But I didn't want to discount how amazing they've played uh, individually. And I also want to keep in mind that, again, that theory, if you remove those players, the Toronto Raptors would be in substantially even worse position if Pascal Siakam wasn't available. Tyrese Halliburton, same thing with Indiana. When he's been out, the Pacers have really struggled. When he's been on the floor, they basically delayed the rebuilding process and they've still been in the mix. So yeah, tough decisions all across the board, but uh, I'll, I'll stand with those books. Uh, we've been here and so I think everyone started to kind of give some of their picks or thoughts on um, these individuals in the reserves. Did, did you have any um, any thought on Julius Randle as opposed to Jalen Brunson uh, for, I don't want to say for a Knicks player, but given how the Knicks have been playing as a potential candidate? Yeah, it's a good question. I definitely had Julius Randle uh, among one of the players that I was considering, um, you know, he wound up not making the cut. A lot of it more had to do with the fact that I thought that Jalen Brunson deserved a lot of credit for what he's done his first season. And if I had a rank, I mean, it's it's bad to think this way, but when you're making choices, if I had a rank, hey, who's had a bigger impact on the Knicks? Uh, as much as Julius Randle has had a strong bounce back season compared to last season, I think that Brunson has made a bigger impact. Brunson fakes, finds Randle, Randle lays it up and in. You know, I think obviously you could have made the case that the Knicks have two uh, all-star players, but I then leaned back into the fact that historically um, the teams that have two all-star representatives are teams that are at the top of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, that's an important distinction. Okay, uh, let's go to the West. As we mentioned, Giannis, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell. Who would you choose as the seven others to complement this roster? Yeah, well, I'll start with the low-hanging fruit, just like I did with the East. The shoe-ins were, again, players that could have uh, had a case to be starters, and that's John Morant from the Memphis Grizzlies, Laurie Markin with the Utah Jazz, DeMontis Sabonis with the Sacramento Kings. Those players are definitely going to be in the All-Star game. Um, And then I I applied a similar idea as far as, hey, the top teams in the conference having two All-Star players. So I I voted for Aaron Gore with the Denver Nuggets to compliment Nikola Jokic. I have De'Aaron Fox of the Sacramento Kings, presuming that Sabonis will also be in. And I think it's not just about checking that box. I think that Aaron Gordon has really taken a leap as far as uh, his playmaking abilities, really taking the load off of Nikola Jokic with his work on the boards. Uh, With De'Aaron Fox, I mean, he's been the organizer in the offense, and he's one of the reasons why Sabonis really feels very comfortable in Sacramento because De'Aaron Fox knows where to pass him the ball, whether it's on post-ups or pick and rolls. They sometimes uh, play off ball where Sabonis is the playmaker and De'Aaron Fox is trying to get looks in the post or on dribble handoffs. So they really complement each other well. I think the last uh, three candidates that I was considering was really tough because I only had to choose two of them. It was between, it was among Shea Gilgis-Alexander from Oklahoma City, Damian Lillard from Portland, and Devin Booker with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I wound up choosing Shea Gilgis-Alexander compared to those other two players with Damian Lillard 
and Devin Booker because, I mean, Shea's just posting career numbers. Oklahoma City, I think, was entering the season expecting to be in the rebuilding stage. And maybe they do after the trade deadline if they decide to, you know, uh, collect assets. Uh, But as of now, they've still been competitive and he's continued to grow as a franchise player. So it really came down to Damian Lillard and Devin Booker. And what was really tough about this is that both players missed substantial periods of time. But I think that that also highlighted the value that those players had on their respective organization because, you know, both teams struggled without having their star player in the lineup. But I gave the nod to Damian Lillard simply because he's posted better numbers than Devin Booker. Um, And also, while I fully realize that the Suns' record has been a lot better with Devin Booker than it has been with Damian Lillard. I also took into context, uh, you know, the the teams themselves. I, I think from top to bottom, the Suns have a much better roster than Portland does. And so with da- uh, in this case, uh, I wound up favoring Damian just because of uh, he missed fewer games and he had some better numbers. But it was a tough choice, and I'm agonized about it. Well, Mark, we appreciate it. We appreciate getting you on the record on these votes that you did not necessarily have to put in, but um, we will be curious to see how in line you are with a coach's mind and with these NBA coaches' mind. But as always, thank you so much for joining us in your time. Uh, Thank you, Sarah. Always a gamer. Appreciate it. On Friday, we got Sean Powell coming back to join us. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.